Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usedbookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome in another episode. Reseller's Mindset Podcast. Mike here along with Johnny, as always, in your ears or you're watching us every single Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. All the podcast episodes go live on all platforms. Today is going to be a relevant but important topic. As a reseller, the opportunity to buy items in bulk. For us media sellers, we know this kind of can level up your game, but it also can, you know, basically run you out of business. It goes both ways. And whether you're selling media or clothing or shoes, or there's always opportunities to get large amounts of inventory. So we're going to discuss today, basically, the ins and outs, the benefits, the downfalls, the things people talk about, the things people really don't talk about when it comes to getting inventory in bulk. Johnny actually has a bulk pickup later today. So this is why we're going to cover this. So Johnny's going to take it away and tell his little story here of his bulk deal, how he got it, what is he actually getting? Is he paying? Is it free pickup? How much work goes into it? Anyways, take us away, Johnny. Well, let's go. So it's a library bulk pickup, and these are their leftovers. I didn't bother going to it in advance because I'm going to get what was missed anyway. And for those who don't know, I do have a retail shop that the junk will go to. Um, so I just shove what I don't want out there and doesn't keep my Amazon or my eBay metrics. That's what goes there. How this came to be is when I first was moving into my warehouse here, I had met this lady and I'd forgotten until she walked into time number two, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, she was like, you buy books? I like, yes, but I'm moving in. It was like the middle of my move and I was moving from storage unit to storage units to here. I was like, I can't deal with what you want to sell me right now. I'm sorry, but here's my number. She never bothered to call me. About a year later, she walks into my shop once I've opened the brick and mortar portion. Um, and she's like, you ready to buy books now? And I'm like, no, because I'm not buying. As you can see, I have so much. Um, and she's just like, well, I tried dealing with other programs. You tried dealing with buy back your book, I think. And they wanted like a 1500 a month book commitment from the library, and they couldn't do that. They're a smaller library. It's like, well, I guess the, we could do free. I'm like, deal, done. Um, and that's been about two months, and today's the day of the pickup. They sent me some photos um, yesterday evening, so I had no idea how much or how little I was going to go out for. They're about an hour away, but based on the photos, it's going to be a two-vehicle uh, thing, so... I, I have an employee, so scheduling, we had to be a little bit flexible. So I gave her a day off, which isn't typical uh, during the week. So she could come in today after she gets out of church and we're going to go to the library because that's when the library sale is done and they don't want to do the cleanup. That's our job. We clean it up and take it away. You say it's free, right? So like it's free pickup, but like, I'm just curious, that librarian shows back up in your store next week and says, hey, can I take some books for free? You're going to let her take them for free? She's been in here a couple of times and she's bought in books, but if she wants some free books, sure. I also have a, every time you come into my store, you get a free book policy because I have so much. It doesn't matter. Um, 
some discussions around like for you to before you commit to picking up bulk items, right? Like, so you know, a library sells a library sell, but there's other situations, right? I always talk about, you know, <clears throat> people go to flea markets, they have connections where, you know, they can buy items in bulk. What kind of like vetting do you think people should do if there's an opportunity in front of them that's, hey, I have X amount of pounds of shoes or clothing. Do you want to buy them at X price? What kind of vetting should a reseller do to make sure you're not getting all junk? On a purchase and, and not a free scenario, you need to, can you send me photos if the stuff isn't available to look through? What are you trying to buy before you shake hands on an agreement? It would be the best deal in town, but if it's all torn to shreds, water damage, bugs, pages torn, it's not worth it. I don't care if it's one cent an item. It's not worth it at that point. Um, as, as far as the vetting, um, I would always ask, why are you wanting to get rid of it? Unless it is indeed a library. What's the deal? There is a reason they're wanting to get rid of it, and it could be a no-go reason. <laughs> it's uh, It's funny you say that because... I see it all the time around me. People are trying to sell thousands of DVDs. Okay. How many people do any of us listening or watching us know somebody that has thousands of DVDs? The answer is zero. Nobody has that much inventory. So if you don't take a second to say, hey, why do you have 5,000 DVDs or CDs? All of a sudden you agree to something and you get it and there's 30 copies of Harry Potter uh, and it's all basically another reseller's duds. I'm a public service announcement. Resellers want to sell their stuff. They don't care if it's to another reseller. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, Johnny, come get this stuff and pay me for it. I'm not gonna, They're not going to be like, yeah, I scanned this for Amazon and eBay. They're not going to tell you that because, unfortunately, yes, there's great reselling communities out there. Most resellers that are on social media and YouTube are amazing people, but that's not the the real world this is not the case right and 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 i'm 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 not guilty of this but i put ads on facebook here's a box of kids books i have so many kids books to get rid of but if a reseller asks me hey are these duds i'm like absolutely here here's my number if you're looking for less it's maybe there but I, there's no promises or maybe something bounced back in the market i had a woman walk in here she asked me, um, are you a reseller? I'm like, yes. And then we talked about our numbers. Like, well, I'm just going to buy books for me. So she said. So I come in the back here and I'm hearing the little boop, boop, boop. Like, why would you lie about that? Some resellers are dirty, filthy liars. Like, I'm like, um, I, I'm, I'm, and I mentioned, I don't think there's much on that shelf, ma'am. You might want to try this shelf if you're going to scan. Like, no, I'm just shopping for me. I'm like, I can hear you scan. You need, it's not even muted, but it, I just let her go at it. Okay. It is. Uh, I think it is crucial though to understand, right? And personally, I'm not a great investigator, right? So if somebody reaches out to me, uh, I get all their information, right? Usually get their phone number, their name, and I'll have Deb. She's good with computers and technology. She'll look this person up on Facebook, uh, make sure they're not, you know, a serial killer, anything like that. There are steps to basically prepare yourself in the sense of dealing with the inventory and making sure you're checking off all the boxes that this bulk buy is actually going to make you money and vetting a person 100% is the case. If, you know, I have somebody around me that sells Gaylords of media, 
on uh, Facebook, right? So this person reaches out to me and uh, like, hey, I got, you know, X amount of DVDs and CDs and uh, look up the name on Facebook. That was like, this person's literally a reseller. They like sell media on Amazon and eBay. So like we email them back like, hey, we're not looking to buy other resellers does like straight up, just straight to the facts, like <laughs> just shoot straight. And the guy's like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, I'm a reseller, right? So that wasn't the initial conversation, right? It's not like the first message that person sent me was like, hey, I'm a reseller. These are all items that aren't worth it to me. It's like, if you don't take that extra step to kind of discover what you're getting yourself into, all of a sudden you have thousands of pounds of stuff that's worth nothing that you got to deal with. Now, another thing you should bet them for because you can do a whole lot of talking over the course of a few days or a week. Get the number out of the way first. If they're doing the song and dance about the number per item, it, those are usually professional sellers, by the way. They're really good at it. They work like at a car sale company or something because they don't want to discuss numbers until the very end. They want you there. You've already, they want you to overcommit before they, they highball you. That's what's going to happen if you don't get the number talked about at the beginning of the conversation. And wait all the end. They're going to get their way more than likely, unless you know better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do think you have to have a, okay, this is what it's going to be. Everything is set in stone before I'm even close to going to get the stuff, right? We're not playing this game I get or, oh, all of a sudden it's X amount. No, we're not playing that. Everything is set in stone. Whether you're paying for it or you're picking it up for free, all your ducks need to be in a row, right? So the library today. Johnny, uh, did they say things are going to be boxed up for you? Uh, what like what supplies are you preparing if somebody's like, hey, I got a whole bunch of stuff for you to come get? I tell them that's great that you boxed it up for me if they pre-boxed it, but I'm going to leave your boxes there and use my totes because I don't want to have to cut boxes uh, as part of my process. I got enough boxes. I hate boxes. Boxes are terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, so if they pre-box it, I say whatever. I'm just going to unpack it and leave your boxes there. If they ask me if I'm going to box it up or help them, I'm like, no, I'm going to me, me and or my employee are going to come in there. I need you to get out of our way and we're going to do all the work. You just smile and have a good old time. You don't have to do a thing because me and her have a certain process. If they try to help me, they're going to interfere and get in my way, which will a frustrate me, b cost me time. Now, like with media, it's different, right? You, there's really like no brands i mean yeah there are certain things that kind of stick out that you would know to buy right but if we could kind of get into other reselling like like we we're talking about clothes and shoes a lot of it is brand heavy right you know a lot of it's like well if you're selling a thousand pounds of clothes what are the brands in there how how heavy is it with you know nike adidas uh same with the sneakers right what are you getting are you getting the walmart brand stuff or are you getting the good stuff and i think with that it's even more essential that you get photos, you understand exactly what you're getting, because I can say, oh, yeah, there's some Nike in here, these thousands, this thousand pair of shoes I'm trying to sell. And there's maybe five pairs of Nikes in the whole thing, right? Did I lie? I said there's pairs of Nikes in there, Johnny. I mean, I didn't say there was only five out of the thousand, but I did say there's some Nike in there. Now, here's the other thing that I haven't mentioned about my library sale. They have a back room they're going to invite me into. Apparently, they did Amazon once a time, and their account's now deactivated. I didn't really question this. I told them I'd look at it. But if I'm dealing with an already previous store, Amazon, 
this is what they're going to want to charge me money for. They had mentioned this. I said, I'll look at it and we'll talk about it after I look at it, the number, because they wanted me to commit a per piece item on pre-listed Amazon. I have no idea what they've done. I have no idea if they know what they're doing. It could be worth it, could not. That's a game I'll play when I'm actually there to look at it and pull some stuff up. They could be all you score zeros for all I know. I'm going to do the free stuff and maybe they're Amazon ring. Maybe. I am never signing up to pay what somebody else decided they think something is worth, right? That's just, but that's, that's why we're having this talk here because these situations do arise, right? Like I have all these antique books and uh, I looked them up on eBay and they're worth X amount of dollars. Well, I mean, listen, if you want to go list them on eBay and sell them yourself, the go for it, right? There's, there's no problems doing that, but I'm not going to pay that price. And I think the idea of buying in bulk, even if it's not media, is you're providing a service of getting rid of the items, um, even if it's free. And if you're giving them money, that's even better. Not only are you providing the service, you're actually paying them to remove the stuff they can't get rid of um, or they don't want to list, right? Maybe it's maybe it's good stuff. Maybe, you know, some of us have great bulk connections in any aspect of it, right? Um, but you just have to realize you are providing the service. You are the one in control. I think we kind of get swept away with, well, yes. they, they have the stuff, so they're in control. No, it's actually the complete opposite. You are in control. You're the one that's paying or you're removing all the stuff they don't want to remove. No, absolutely. And um, my other library, I do pay them. It's by the pound there with them. It's like 10 cents a pound, which I don't mind. It, it give me good stuff. However, they call now they're calling me in before the library sale even starts. So that was the price I have to pay and continue to pay. They give me cookies. They offer me furniture. They ask for help and be involved. I'm like, no, get out of my way. You just make me cookies. That's all you need to do. Um, but they're, they're, if you have to pay for a bulk pickup, that's okay. It doesn't have to be all free, but as Mike was saying here, you're in control of the number. I don't care how fancy their storage and well-organized their books are. They aren't in control. It's your time and time is valuable. Time has a worth. So and don't be afraid to say no. If you don't like what you're hearing or there's just a million red flags, it's a-okay to say, I'm sorry, this ain't going to work, but thank you for your time. Have a good day, sir or madam. 100%. Everything you just said is, I mean, it doesn't get any more truer than that. I actually, I was supposed to have a bulk pickup Friday that I canceled on because the guy reached out to me last year. Thankfully, Deb has a great memory. And she said, hey, this guy reached out to you before. He's an antique book dealer. And all of a sudden, he, he wanted me to buy his books last year at X amount of dollars for each one. Now, all of a sudden, he's got stuff that, you know, he wants to get rid of for free. Doesn't add up, right? So if you have this feeling or this intuition, I always tell everybody, trust your gut with stuff like this. If something feels off, if you think this person, you know, might be a reseller, and if there's any reselling lingo, like say say you're just on Marketplace, and you're shopping, trying to find stuff in bulk. If there's any reselling lingo in the post, run away. If I see any great for reselling, like how many bulk things do you see? Like, oh, uh, around me now, I got these people trying to sell like liquidated pallets of like Kohl's returns and Target returns. And it's always like great for reselling, retail value of like $50 million. And I'm only going to charge you $500, right? Uh, those are the situations 
you want to run from. The ones that are easy to get are usually bad. That's how I kind of look at it. The easier it is to kind of just be like, take my money, the worse the inventory is going to be. Now, here's a, here's a fun one, uh, especially when you're dealing with not pros, but people who don't know any better. They're going to want you to appraise their books. And like, I don't got time for that. And if you want to know what it's, I will, I will show you how to do it once and you're on your own after that. But I'm not here going to price comp the stuff and then you tell me oh, I'm just not going to sell to you. No, I'm not doing that. I no. That's uh that's funny because uh, my library sells like the 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 older ladies are usually like curious what I'm doing, right? Because you know, I'm in there before the sales open to public. So it's just all the people that help set it up or shopping. So they're always like, Hey, what are you doing? And like I show them, you know, oh yeah, hey, this is worth this, this is worth this. Um but I do think, right, like there's a fine line. I understand, you know, like I work with that library, so they don't care, right? They're just curious what I'm doing. But there are situations, right? You know, you walk into somebody's garage and all of a sudden they want you to, well, is this one worth a lot of money? Is this one worth a lot of money? And it's like, if you say they're not, it's like they're offended anyway. And then if you say they are, they're like, well, you ain't getting this one, chief. It's like, it's a lose-lose situation if you're looking up items for the person you're picking up from. And even when you do show, I've showed them the number when they're asking for X and you're like, no, it's worth Y, but I need to make a profit. So that number needs to not even be this number. It needs to be my number over here for me to make any money. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, we can't do business, sir, madam. That's just how it is. Yeah. And that, that comes to like iron everything out before you show up. Right. You want to have everything, every detail ready to go. Do I need to bring boxes? Right. There's been situations where, hey, we don't have boxes. Do you need me to bring boxes around? How many items do you have? Do you have pictures so I can come prepared? That's how you word it. Right. Can I get some photos? Do you are these going to be boxed up? You get everything out of the way at all. You get all the photos. You see what exactly what you're walking into, because somebody could say, and it's happened to me. I only got like two boxes of books. You can come get them. And then I show up and there's 15 boxes, right? I'm like, wait a minute. You said two boxes. Sure, I can handle it because I can fill the car up. But that's why you have to have a clear conversation. And most of these people, you know, if they're not resellers, they're going to be straight up with you. Like, oh, yeah, here's a picture of the bookcase. Uh, I don't have boxes. Um, if you bring some, that could be great. But if you don't have that conversation and they're just like, hey, I got probably two boxes of books for you to come get. And you just say yes. And then you show up the day of like, you don't know what you're walking into. Right. And in the case of my library sale, and this is true of all library sales, they're not going to know how much is going to be left over until the library sales done. So I specifically requested um, for last evening for the, well, I requested for them to send me photos the evening of when it's done. So I know if I'm bringing one vehicle, or two vehicles, or if this is going to be a one, two, or three, or four trip. Because you don't know based off the quantity, and they don't know either, which is fair. And they also may not know because they're going to, they're going to, some of them will put certain things back in their inventory for their next sale. So they're not going to have a true count, or I, I never ask for a count, by the way. I just ask for photos to see what it is and eyeball it uh, until it's done. Um, and that's fair. And we're dealing with an individual. They got all the times in the world, and then I they're they're not having onesie twosies come out. They can count it, or they can send you a photo, or of the bookcase. You don't need a buy shelf thing just to just see what you're getting yourself into, honestly. And here's the other fun thing: the weather. If you're doing in a truck, are you gonna schedule it to, on a rainy day? Maybe you should check the weather. If you have an enclosed vehicle, not such a big deal. 
but you got that transportation from their facility to your car. Is the stuff going to get drenched? How can you protect it if you are going to work in a rainy day? Have a tarp handy or something? I do think the biggest thing that we haven't talked about that we're going to get into right now is processing the bulk pickup you just took the time to score, right? Because we all know usually when you buy in bulk, you get it for cheaper. You're going to make more money. You're just willing to do the work. Now, no matter what category you are in, if you are not prepared mentally, physically, and processingly, processingly is not even a word. I just made it up. A bulk pickup can can close your business, your reselling business. I'll stand by that no matter what category you sell in. If you are not prepared for it, it will crush you. Now, here's the thing. I messed up. You know what I forgot to ask these library people? And she just so happened to mention it last night in her little correspondence to me. Oh, by the way, there's stairs. I can't use my card I normally use unless I have two cards, which we're not going to do. We're just going to carry it on the stairs. I didn't account for that. And that was a mistake on my end. I didn't add because we're in Texas. There's very little things with stairs here, honestly. It didn't even dawn on me to ask for stairs. But so I'm going to have to deal with stairs today. Uh, but back to back to your point. Go ahead, Mike. You pick up the library sale stuff, right? I think this is important and everybody has to hear this. You're scanning through it for Amazon and eBay. If there is a profit of $1, $2, $3, $4, are you wasting time putting that in the pile to list because you got it for free? Yeah. I mean, unless you're do, you're assembling a lot of these low end, lower end items. Um, I yeah, you you got to assign how much your time is worth, and if you're trying to chase quarters and and I don't know Washington and Mister uh, Lincoln there, I mean, it's not worth your time. You need to be chasing at least a ten dollar bill, twenty dollar preferably, honestly. Okay, so people are probably like, well, Johnny's got a storefront, so he can just put the crap out there. Well, I don't have a storefront, and I'm here to tell you that even how easy it is to list on Amazon, if I'm going to make $4, if I scan it today and it says $4, I'm not sending it in. I'm here to tell you that. I hate to burst everybody's bubbles. All you people out there selling the $5, $10 junk, live your life. That's all I can say. You want to work for you know 3 bucks an hour, so be it. As a reseller you are a business owner what is your hourly wage inside of your reselling business just because you got it for free doesn't mean you should be listing everything i mean it's crazy to me that people have the mindset well i got it for nothing and it's going to make me two dollars so i might as well list it okay let's let's create an ebay listing if you're the fastest man alive like tech and you can get an ebay listing done in 30 seconds right that, that takes, you know, years and years of experience. Ain't nobody out here listening to this got that kind of mojo behind their listing prowess. So all of a sudden, your little free items pile up and you get them listed. Maybe if we just factor in, you know, how long it takes you to list, maybe you're listing, you know, 30 bucks in profit an hour. Sounds great, right? 30 bucks in profit. All right. The items take a while to sell. Your packing materials, you're definitely not factoring that in the time to pack the items, the time to take them to the post office, the customer service, you're $30 an hour, you're looking at eight bucks an hour. I mean, that's just the reality of selling this. So when you get large quantities, don't, don't change your business because all of a sudden you have items in bulk. I think that's kind of the takeaway, right? 
it's all right and there go ahead go ahead well with amazon right i do i'm I'm, i have a bulk trigger set right so the profit's a little bit lower so if i'm I'm buying cds at the thrift with an eight dollar profit if i'm buying in bulk for 10 cents a piece i can lower that down to six i think the 25 percent less idea is good for me and i think that's kind of maybe a good rule of thumb to follow but it's harder if you're not selling on amazon because the software takes care of that if it's ebay right i'm used to listing 20 dollars only items i'm only going to list books that are i'm going to list for at least 20 dollars. so i would have to make a metal note all right well if it's worth 15 dollars, but then again it's really not worth my time on ebay because i'm not the fast tech lister right it takes me a while to list things um so my if anything for ebay it should go up 25 percent because it takes me longer or it should be the same because it takes me longer to list things. I don't know, man. I think people just, just because they get stuff for free, like right across the street from me, they had stuff free on the sidewalk for like the past two weeks. And I think to myself like, wow, free inventory. Like somebody would kill to have free inventory. And I just think about the person, the reseller that goes and grabs everything. And all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm going to list all this stuff. I got a Christmas wreath. I got a blanket. I got baby shoes. And it's like, forget about it. Right. And, and one of the things, since we mentioned his name, Tech always tells our little refinement group, let somebody else deal with the junk. You don't want to be the junk seller. Give that to somebody else, burn it, get rid of it, open a storefront like Johnny B. Do something with it. Don't make it part of your online business because, it's, like you said, it's the hourly wage. How much is your time worth? So all that happens when the stuff that's not worth it just goes on a shelf, I'm done. Or it goes on that shelf, then I'm done. Um. Now it gets monetized, sure, but if you're not, if you don't have a place like I do, well, you got Facebook Marketplace, but let's say you don't have the space for all these Facebook Marketplace items. Fine, then it's time to either donate it or set it on fire, my friend. Every category, you can leverage the items that aren't worth it to grow relationships. All right, so let's just think about it. Forget books and media. Uh, I'm a clothing seller. I get all these clothes, right? I'm only keeping the cream of the crop. I'm not dealing with the junk. Well, what can you do with said junk clothing? Maybe you have a local used clothing store, maybe a little local thrift store. You go in, hey, I got a bunch of donate. You explain what you're doing. You kind of, all of a sudden, you're building relationships from the stuff that isn't worth anything. And hey, you, you got sneakers. Maybe you donate the sneakers to like a local mission or something. Give out some business cards, explain what you do. All of a sudden, hey, hey, they, they're always in here donating 500 pairs of sneakers every three months, right? And then all of a sudden, the person running the mission is like, well, I, one of my friends has got a whole bunch of stuff they were looking to get rid of. I know you're in here always helping us out. Are you interested in it? And then boom, all of a sudden, all these doors are opening for all the junk that's not worth it to you. Right. Like one of my biggest things last year, sadly, they closed down, was a senior center um what do they call it? It's not a clubhouse, but uh, it was like an activity thing in town they had. It shut down, unfortunately. But they were they were all donating to that place's library, but they were getting so much, they had to rotate stuff out. But I was the guy that took the stuff they rotated out. And these, this is the funny part. They used little skinny boxes, because these are old men and women, right? They, they, made, they were smart, because they're old and wise. They, they made boxes they could carry. So I had to do so many trips with these little tiny boxes because they were like this big. There's like five books in each box. But that's how they did it because that's how they could handle it before I got there. Um, but I didn't mind because A, it was free. B, I was doing a service. 
And all those little old ladies and men, they would call me when they wanted to clear stuff out of their houses too. Um, beyond the little senior center clubhouse thing they had that has now closed, sadly. But now that it has closed, they're calling me a lot more because they have no place else to put it. So it all worked out. And it's again, it goes to that relationship building Mike's talking about. Yeah, it's a win-win for everybody. And there's always somebody else out there that could use it or appreciate the stuff that isn't really worth it to you, right? I mean, junk to me might not be junk to Johnny, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, right. I know that's a fact because I got a box of junk sitting in my storage unit that's going to be headed your way next week, probably. So, like, <laughs> right. And because of our little podcast here, me and Max have actually worked out some stuff as well because he doesn't like everything he gets that I like to deal with. So, some of that's coming my way. See, it's a trickle down effect, right? Or yeah. trickle up, depending how you're looking at it. If everybody's helping each other out in their businesses, everybody wins, honestly. I think another thing that I want to touch on here before we switch over to the members part of this is making and touching the item once, making a decision once, right? So I get a thousand t-shirts, vintage t-shirts, right? I'm holding this t-shirt up once, I'm checking the tag once, and I'm making that decision right there, Johnny. Is this for me? Is it going to eBay? Is it going to Amazon? Is it going to donations? Is it going to my pile to sell to somebody else? I think touching items multiple times, and I know for a fact because we used to do this, right? When we use Scout IQ, and you would have to scan for FBA and then switch your trigger set and scan everything for FBM. Touching things once is the only way you are going to survive if you're dealing in bulk. Right. Even me, I when it when it fail when it scans for Amazon and pops to go in. I don't I don't go check it for eBay in addition to see if if I can get slightly more money from eBay. Hell no. It's going to Amazon if it can go to Amazon. Anything left over then I'll look at that stuff for eBay uh, unfortunately a second pass, but it's it's part of my process. And the stuff that can't be looked up like the hard lookups, am I going to hard look it up on Amazon and try to deal with the crappy photos? Sorry Amazon, you got crappy photos. Or am I just going to try to look up on eBay? You decide again, how much is your time worth? Like you, again, you could milk every nickel out, but does this pile of nickels equal this pile of dollars for your time? Question mark. You got to answer these for yourselves. Yeah. But even the process you said, like, you know, how you look at things twice, it's not, you grab that specific book, right? You grab, you know, you can grab an example here, right? You got your little, you know, I'm a video game seller, right? I yeah. got this video game. I scan it for Amazon. It's not worth it. I don't stop right then and there to look this item up on eBay. You put this aside because we always talk about it. You have to be focused on the task in hand. You can't be switching, you know, because I'm I'm guilty of this. I've done it plenty of times where I hit the button where it pulls up my tabs for Amazon and eBay. And all of a sudden, like, it's this this thing that took, you know, 10 seconds to put in the pile now turns into a three minute debacle of me switching between eBay and Amazon to see which one's worth more. And then your whole day is gone and you got through 30 of the thousand items you have to get through. All right. It's a completely separate run, completely separate run. And also like the pre-process of like barcode, ISBN pile, things I'll have to open to check to see if it has an ISBN or hey, this is way too old. I could just tell by eyeballing it. It don't even have a thing for me to look up in there. All right, we're going to wrap up the uh, the normal part here. I do have one last piece of advice for everybody before we switch over to the members, is that if you are not experienced in handling bulk, no matter what category you sell in as a reseller, reach out to anybody and everybody. I will say this, 
most of these big time resellers, if you just send them a message and explain your situation, they can give you, they can lead you in the right path to starting correctly and not overwhelming yourself with a bulk purchase, right? Most of these huge resellers, they're, they're open books, right? They're on social media for a reason. They want to help people grow. They want to help you understand your business. And they want to, they want you to build your business the correct way. I know you might think your way is the best, but if you've never done this, I always say, you know, reach out to somebody and just see what they say. So as always, we appreciate you listening if you're watching over on YouTube and we'll talk to you all in next week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash usebookguy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode.